Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the OCNJ Local, your podcast for everything happening here in America's greatest family resort. We're your hosts, Dominic Doherty and Drew Fazy. And we are your local guys. Well, Drew, I don't think either of us uh, work for the city because we said 100% we would get something last, get an episode out last week, and we didn't. So clearly, we're not on the same page as uh, as as the city is here. Uh, I am. Oh, you'll blame that one on me and my. Uh... Just saying, buddy. Hey, hey, when, man, it's hard. It's hard my, having. When my boy Dom goes dark, he goes dark. That's the way to do it, man. It happens sometimes. Sometimes you just get stuck in the hole here. Yeah. Kids are getting bigger, man, and you would think it gets easier, but it definitely does not. So, and then they end up like your kid where you just say, Hey, see you later. Good luck. And you got to be like, Holy crap. Did I do everything right? Is it even possible to do everything right? I dropped my son off the Philadelphia airport on uh, Saturday late afternoon. And he is back at Colorado state. Uh, he's got a, he's got a mechanical engineering uh, project due there. They only have three weeks of school left. Uh, that he's he's stressing about a little bit, although he is confident, and he's making a uh, working radar. That's cool. Uh, I a working radar. Hey, you My can son. set that up. You can set that up at your house, and then when the Falcons come around this summer, you'll know, and you can track them. That's right. I, I can't. You know, it, it's just beyond me. A working radar. Good, that one's good for my son. Me too. Yeah. So who knows what happens when kids get older? Yeah. I, I think about that with my son all the time. What's he going to do? So if we may, starting with your son, can I give him our first shout out? Sure. Definitely. I, I have, I have three or four this evening, but I'll keep them brief. Brief. Uh, first is a shout out to Benedetto Dockery. My main man, um, you know, Dom, I love my Benny boy, and I want to wish my Benny boy a uh, happy birthday. Awesome. I will let him know. Please do. He's, he's, I have something for him. Oh, um, man. That's my generous of you. And it's not my normal, my normal, uh, uh, you know, Vulcan neck pinch. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> do you know how um, often he does that to me? And I'm just like, dude, what are you doing? It doesn't work. I, I, he, he hasn't gotten it down yet. It'll, it'll no. take some time. Um, second shout out is to a previous shout out, Maeve Smith. Yes. Um, Maeve Smith, uh, Ocean City cross country runner, continues to kill it. She um, so this year she won the Cape May and South Jersey Group Three championships. Uh, she placed third at the state Group Three and ninth at the Meet of Champions, which is the New Jersey. And she just this past week finished eleventh in the night cross country um, nationals in the Northeast Regional. 
So 11th in the in the northeast region. Uh, yep. She's she's killing it. And as we mentioned, she's only a junior. Yes. So uh, congrats to Maeve Smith. Second team, all northeast regions. And Second that, team. that course where they run up in New York is is no joke. It's a pretty good cross country course. It's a very fun one. Yeah. Have you run and it, Dom? I ran that one. You, uh, you did? I, yeah, when I was a freshman, I ran there. I got uh, I got I think I was the seventh or eighth fastest freshman in the Northeast my my freshman year. Seriously? Yeah. Wow, good for you, yeah. buddy. I was uh, I was I was a skinny, fast little dude, uh, and could run fast for a long time, uh, back in my day. Good for you. Now I can barely run three quarters of a mile. That's so. <laughs> But uh, working on that one slowly but surely. Um, next but, shout out is to your alma mater, Mainland Regional High School, state champions. They um, they finished with a, uh, a, a, a an undefeated season of fourteen and zero, uh, and man, they just blew through the playoffs. I mean, they had a really good season, but wow, they smoked Millville. They smoked um, Winslow. Winslow, who was a really good team. I saw them play. Yeah, we were on the sideline for that game, though. And I'm not talking about their discipline or their coaching, but they were a good football team. They were. They had talent. They definitely had had a a ton of talent on that team. And then. Ramapo, fifty-six nothing. They won in the the, the state championship at uh, at Rutgers Stadium, fifty-six nothing. I I watched the game. Yeah, me and, too. Uh, I, so I have a couple guys on that team that that you know I'm uh, I'm I have a little connection to. Stephen Ordilly, the running back. I coached him with the Junior Raiders back in uh, uh, fifth grade, I think it was sixth grade. Uh, same with Hunter Watson, who's another two-way player, defensive end and, and tight end. And uh, they're great kids. They're awesome kids. Hunter's Hunter's dad, Tim, is, is a great guy. Uh, Steven Ordilly is just the nicest kid you'll ever want to meet. Uh, so I'm always rooting for them. But then also Cohen Cook, who had a monster game, a monster game. Uh, Cohen played in uh, the Summers Point Street Hockey and um, uh, when I watched him play, he was always the best player on the court. I mean, one year he averaged six goals a game when we, we, we rarely had games that, you know, you would score more than six goals. And he was averaging like six goals a game. And you would never know it. He was the nicest kid out there. He was a good sportsman. He was polite. He was respectful. He was a good teammate. I mean, he was uh, he was a great kid. So to 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 watch. Oh, and and um, and uh, 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 Ethan uh, Rappaport, um, it, it was their center, and he's my neighbor's nephew. So I wanted to mention him too. He had a, a, a he. Had, I, I think he might have been given the game ball or or something because he. He had a great season. He's a great kid. So congrats to, to Ethan as well. And uh, 
man, what a season for mainland. Congratulations. Yeah, man. And, uh, Ramapo was no slouch of a team either. They had like, I think they were average margin of victory was 30 points. So, you know, for, I heard that statistic somewhere. I don't quote me on that. They, but, they, uh, the best offense in the state. Yeah. I mean, they and were mainland. Absolutely. Mainland won the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. In my opinion, they won every single play the entire oh, game. That's where you win the game. Every yep. game's won right there. 100%. Yep. yep. I don't know yep. who told that to their team for 10 weeks or, you know, but... I might've mentioned it a time or two. Yeah, we might have said it once or twice, but you know, no, that was a, that was definitely a, an impressive game. Hats off to them. You know, they are Ocean City's bitter rival. Um, yes, but you got to give credit where credit is due. Yeah, absolutely, and again, I I know some of those kids, and they're great kids, and the the coaches are great coaches. They they have a heck of a staff, and uh, you know, if it's not going to be OC, um, you know, it's it's great to watch uh, watch mainland. Uh, uh, go that far. Congrats to them. For sure. Yeah. All right. That's Let's it. Get that's into all the it. shout outs you got? That's that's everything I have. Wow. That's not many. I thought there was more I, coming. I, I think I might have another one. I just can't can't remember. Can't remember right now? With it. Yeah. No. Dude, I got one. I, uh, I give shout out to uh, put the public works on notice here gotta do something about uh ninth street going east towards the ocean um if you're in the right hand lane on ninth street going down towards the boardwalk the storm uh, drains yes are it's been been like that forever i it, they're horrific they're horrific so shoe be moved driving in the right hand lane on the street. Well, I, I mean, dude, well, when you got to make a right hand turn, where are you going to go? You're all boxed in. You got to go right, dude. Hit one of those. Done. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Especially in that fancy, fancy car you have. Listen, I cracked the rim and it was not, uh, I did get some sweet new rims. Never had bad did rims you? on my car in my life, but I got some sweet new rims and it cost me a pretty penny. Not gonna lie, but now I know. Words of the wise: never drive in the right-hand lane. I think so, it's like there's like two intersections. It might be like Ninth and Central. That's, Central and Wesley are the two, I think. Right, dude. Ninth and Central, and Central is like Wesley. running into a curb. Yeah, it's bad. it's like boom. Yeah. So maybe, hey, maybe we can talk to City Council about getting the uh, the one lane. You know, the same way we have on West Avenue there, down 9th Street, where, like, you know, you get a turning that lane. Has, that has been discussed, turning four lanes of traffic into two lanes of traffic plus a turning lane. That has been on, discussed. On 9th Street. On 9th Street, yes. Well, no, because people, then... people poo-poo that, but the, the one lane of traffic with a turning lane can actually handle traffic better than two lanes of traffic. But then you get stuck with that one lane of traffic being the being in where the the storm drain is. So you're just going to end up destroying more people's cars. Yeah, you, yeah, you'd have to fix that. Yeah, you just got to figure out. I mean, yeah. I'm sure it's just sinking because everything on the island sinks eventually. Um, but 
it, it, I learned my lesson the hard way, as I do most lessons in my life. So, uh, what are you gonna do? So, um, no, man. You know, again, the weather is changing, and it's getting colder outside. Uh, but the issues in Ocean City are are continuing to just heat up. Remain hot. Yeah. Yep. As as uh, Ocean City, as the weather cools. The, the temperature stays hot for sure in, in this town. You know, and what people, are you referring to, Dom? People, um, you know, people are, are they're they're not fighting. We're not fighting. We're in the summertime, we're united against the Airbnbers and the Shoebies. And now it's like, oh, they're gone. Who do we fight now? We got to pick on somebody. Every, Let's pick on each man for himself. It's survival of the fittest here. You know, it's like the Hunger Games. Um, speaking of the Hunger Games, great book, great book series. Um, you know, most likely available at your uh, at your local school book fair at some point in time. Not now. They're kind of a little bit older, but a new Hunger Games movie did just come out. Um, it's kind of like a prequel. Seems to be what Hollywood does when they're out of ideas. They come up with sequels or, or now they're coming up with prequels. Um, Never seen a single minute of the Hunger Games. Actually, I, I'm not a big avid reader. I did read those books and they are pretty good. Yeah. Um, you know, coming of age love story sort of kind of just you know lots of just, just good books I, I highly recommend them. that smells like a segue to me i'm working on it here drew i'm trying to fit it in here but uh you know when we talk about the title of our episode today reading writing and arithmetic you know there's a lot going on uh recently here in in the ocean city public schools one of those being a uh highly controversial book fair uh, that took place at the intermediate school where um, a, a book was available to purchase that uh, many, or I shouldn't say many, but a lot of people have deemed to be age inappropriate uh, in particular for fourth, fifth and sixth graders. Um, you know, uh, the book was called because in, in some of the articles that are out there about it, they don't really mention the title of the book. The book was called uh, Heartstopper. And I actually did a little research, Drew. I looked up what this book was and what it was about. And uh, Grace, greatly appreciated, Dom. It seems to be a, uh, a coming of age love story between two high school students. Uh, male high school students. So it, it's gotten a lot of people upset. It's, it ruffled a lot of feathers. Um, people. It's, come a, it's a visual book, right? It's a graphic, it's, it's a graphic gra novel. So what they mean by that, it, these are all the rage nowadays. Uh, my kids read them. Um, they're almost like comic books in a sense. Um, but they're chapter books that have illustrations and, and they read like comic books are very similar to comic books. Um, and, you know, this book has, uh, it's, it's caused a big, uh, a big stir. Uh, you know, it's gone from, you know, people have come to school board meetings, they've gone to city council meetings, they've gone, you know, that's how you can get social city, media, social media, who can't go to the judge of social media. Um, 
So, so let's talk about how that, how that happened, right? So the PTA hires a, uh, a company, a book company, uh, Scholastic Books, and it's a fundraiser for the PTA, right? Mm -hmm. And the, and the PTA, um, asks the district if they can have space to set up the book fair. They set it up for, I think it's Monday to Friday, right? It's all week. Yep. They sell the books and they get a portion of the profit as a fundraiser. They've been doing it forever and they have been using scholastic books forever. And um, I think there was, you know, somewhat of a trust factor naturally that um, the books would be uh, appropriate books, age appropriate books. I think one of the issues that Ocean City has is that they don't have a traditional, let's say, um, grade school and 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 um, middle school, middle school. Yeah, one hundred percent. Which which would be kindergarten to fifth grade, uh, fifth grade, and then uh, sixth, seventh, and eighth. Yeah, ours are mixed. We have kindergarten to third grade. And our intermediate school is fourth to eighth. So the age categories don't really jive with with scholastics, um, um, how they group the books. So, yeah. right. So they said and that's a that's a that's a whole different story in and of itself. But um, that's kind of a little bit of itself. the backstory. Right. So yeah. books that were that. From what you would typically pick for a middle school and if you ordered the middle school because you know in, in a previous lifetime i spent a, a good amount of my life in public education i've seen and set up a good amount of book fairs and how it works is book fair comes uh, a truck drops off uh red collapsible carts or like collapsible cases on wheels you wheel them into the library or wherever you're having your book fair that day. Um, when it's time to set up the book fair, you unlatch the, the case, you open it up, and there's your whole display completely set up for you. You don't place any books on the shelf. You literally don't touch the inventory at all. The only thing that you have to do is work the payment register, and that's your only job as, as the proprietor of the book fair is to connect your payment system and open the cases you don't pick the books you don't select what's in there and you definitely don't put them out on the shelves for people to buy that's that's it even like the the pencils and all that stuff come in a case and you just take the lid off and here it is it's it's as one-stop shopping as you can be and as easy as you can because like you said it's a fundraiser it's right. it's a fundraiser fundraiser being run by the ocean city pta which is a group of volunteers, right? So yeah. yes, they're the proprietor. They set up the payment system, but the book fair is five days, right? Uh, I don't know the exact hours, but it's multiple hours during the day. So you bring in parent volunteers to man it, right? Yeah. And, and that's how it's, that's how it's set. And, uh, you know, it's, like you said, it's been going on forever. And Scholastic is the big dog in the industry. I mean, when I was a kid, you would go to the book fair, you would buy scary stories to tell in the dark, 
a Lamborghini poster and you were sad, dude. You were in heaven. You had your book, these stories that would terrify you for the rest of your life that, you know, you still haunt my dreams. And then you had this picture of like a, you know, in my day, it was like a 1982, you know, Lamborghini Diablo. And that was the car you're going to have when you grew up because, you know, they're easily affordable. Um, so, you know, and the the thing is, is that like, like, you know, we kind of said a few times, like these are, this is a fundraiser. These are parent volunteers and volunteers being the operable word. Yeah. And, uh, and people volunteering for people giving their time voluntarily uh, for the children in our school district. And, and they're really getting their feet held to the fire over this. Um, you know, lots of comments saying that they chose the books and they choose the books. Like, no, they chose the cart. Like you can't choose an elementary cart and put it in a, a, a middle school because sixth, seventh and eighth graders aren't going to want elementary school books. Right. You know, um, in hindsight, could you probably have ordered both and had both show up like maybe next time, but this time this happened. And so what happened, what occurred was a, uh, fourth or fifth grader, fifth grader, I believe chose a book that was, uh, probably by all accounts age inappropriate for a fifth grader. Right. Yeah. 100%. Um, and it seemed to me that that parent uh, handled it well. Book came home. Parent reviewed the book, thought it was in inappropriate, uh, called the school, brought the book back, got a refund. Um, school agreed that it was inappropriate for that age child. Case closed. Right? Well, I mean, no. Because word got out that this book was was available. And um, that's when the uh, noise started happening, right? That's when the finger pointing occurred. Right? Yeah, you know, and rightfully so. Parents are going to be upset by that, like... Sure. You know, my son goes to that school. Um, I talked to him about it. He's like, oh, yeah, I remember that book. I saw that book. You know, didn't interest him, wasn't his thing. Um, you know, and, and I get it. I think where things cross the line is, you know, there's a lot of comments out there that the PTA was selling pornography to the kids in the school. And it's like, Whoa, like just because well, something uh, may not be age appropriate and something you may not necessarily agree with something doesn't take it to the lines of, of pornography. Um, well, and, and you and I discussed this, Dom. I, I think that's the I agree that that's where the line was crossed, that that there is um, uh, age appropriate. Right. And then there's pornography. And. I would be hard pressed looking at that book to call that pornography, right? Is it age appropriate for a fourth grader? No. In my opinion, you may have a different opinion. You're a parent. You know, yeah, you I mean, can, you can, you, it's your right to have your children 
uh, read or not read whatever you want, right? Exactly. But in my opinion, that that book was not appropriate for, for you know for my family. Um, was not appropriate for fourth, fifth, maybe even sixth graders, right? Um, but again, I, I think you know accusing the PTA of doing that purposefully is is wrong it's wrong-minded um i think that was over the line i really do and then to take it to the next level and to go to the board of ed and um make you know statements and accusations is wrong and then <laughs> one of our board of ed uh members uh who a sitting board member lost his seat in this past election actually went to the city council and made that statement that the our schools are selling pornography to children um not only is that wrong i think that's purposefully misleading right and i think that that while while he didn't you know, say the PTA did it, the inference with it was there. And if you were a PTA member and heard that, uh, I think that's very hurtful um, and wrong. Well, you know, I think this stems a lot to uh, something that we'll touch on here after the break. And that's who's steering the ship in this district? Who Who's, you know, setting the course and, and saying, hey, this is where we're going because, you know, th this, the book and the topic of the book and, and the bigger issue, I almost say the bigger issue here is, is, but this book, you know, yeah, it's age inappropriate. I, I agree with you, Drew. Like, I wouldn't want my fourth, fifth, maybe even sixth grader to, to bring this book home. Like, I don't think it's something that they really need to, to read or, you know, um, but this is everywhere. This isn't just happening at book fairs. It's happening in movies. It's happening on TV shows. It's happening everywhere you turn in our society. And as a district, this is a time where we need strong leadership to get us through this so that when these things do occur, because there's a change, there's a big wave of change coming and, and it's been coming for a while and it, it, it's cresting and, and coming to a head. And, you know, we need someone or, or an individual who has a vision, who understands these issues from both a, a school administrator side, a parent side, and a community side. And right now we don't have that in Ocean City. Um, you know, and when we come back from the break here, we'll talk a little bit about what's going on in that role, you know, since 2021 um it's been a revolving door and uh you know that's going to lead to things like this it's going to lead to uh you know people kind of taking things out of proportion and blowing things out of proportion when you don't have a strong person who can come out and say hey this is what happened we're aware of it we're sorry this is our direction this is our path this is where we're going and when you have that transparency and you have that at the top, it, it changes everything. Yeah. It doesn't, 
let little fires turn into raging infernos. Yeah, I agree. So, but we'll discuss that more here after uh, a word from the people that that pay our bills. All right, everybody, we are back um, here with episode 15. Believe it or not, Drew, we're on episode 15, reading, writing, and arithmetic. And, you know, some of these things that are happening here in our district, some of these uh, issues, all I'm not going to say they could be avoided, um, but the severity of them could be greatly mitigated if we had some a strong, decisive leader. Um, you had told me a crazy stat prior to the show um, about the number of, of leaders we've had since 2021. Uh, yeah, so we are, are from um, 2006 to 2021, we had a single super school superintendent, Kathleen Taylor. Uh, she was with the district for 15 years. Uh, she left... I believe it was August 1st of 2021, which is roughly 27 months. My math is correct. Um, since then, we have had three superintendents, three superintendents in, in 27 months. And the current superintendent, uh, Scott McCartney, is due to leave i think it's december 22nd so the district the contract ends january 1st yeah but i think he's leaving the 22nd for some reason that would All make right. sense. call call it january 1st whatever um the district is going to bring in another interim superintendent so that would be four interim excuse me four superintendents in two and a half years. Um, from what I read, um, when um, Matthew Friedman left, he announced in March that he was leaving and his contract was, um, he, he was, he was supposed to be the district superintendent. Um, Dude, he, he was hot. bad. Yeah, he did. He came in in the summer of 2022 and um, announced that he was leaving in March of 2023 uh, because he had been hired by another district in January, which means that he started shopping himself around. In he never stopped. October or November of last year, which means he was only on the job for 30 or 60 days before he started shopping. Anyway, he never so, stopped. Drew. He, he never stopped. So um, he was, he was supposed to be the permanent superintendent. Um, so when he announced that he was leaving last March, the district, the board of ed um, received 45 applicants um as of october 20th of this year um we have no viable permanent superintendents to hire no viable candidates to fill the role 
So the search continues for, for permanent superintendent of schools and someone, as you say, Dom, and I agree with you, someone who is a strong leader because right now this district needs a strong leader. We also had we also had a little bit of a revolving door at um, at, at the principal of the high school. Um, uh, Matt Jamison was a longtime principal. He left in August of 20, 2021 also. He was replaced by an interim, uh, Mark Napoleon, who I happen to know, and he's a, he was a good guy. Uh, he was there from August until March. And then um, it wasn't until February of 2023, so almost a full year before um, the school district announced that Wendy O'Neill, who was a longtime vice principal, um, would would take the role as permanent uh, principal. Why that took so long and why that decision wasn't made almost immediately, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if you know Dr. O'Neill. Uh, she's been in that school for quite a while. She was kind of the uh, the lifeblood. She she was knew everything about everything in that school, and she was the, in my opinion, she was a great replacement uh, as as a permanent long-term principal of that high school. Uh, so that's where she is now. I'm glad she is. You know, the only thing I can say to that is having been in public education, having worked on the outside the classroom and been in central office and worked directly with the superintendent, um, there's a lot of, there's so much politics involved. In, in the public school, it's unbelievable. Um, it, it's truly unbelievable. Um, it almost comes more about the adult's ego in some cases than it does about the kids. Um, and, and that gets to be a problem. Um, and in a position like that, when you have someone who is really solid in a role, sometimes it's harder to replace that person in that role than it is to find a new person to take over the bigger role. So like, you know, Dr. O'Neill had been there for a long time. She'd become a staple in this position. She knew the ins and outs, just like you said. So it's it, almost easier to bring someone else in to fill the, the void of principle than to lose that valuable spot that you have where Dr. O'Neill was. And, and that's sometimes the thinking behind the, 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 the superintendent or who's ever running the show at that at the at this point. Um, I understand. I, I don't agree with it, but I understand your point. It's a good point. Yeah. But um uh you know a year to find a permanent principal? Well, you know, that you have these interims that come and fill your job, fill fill the space for them. I don't think you have to pay them benefits. You pay him well, that was Wendy. Though. I mean, excuse me, that was Dr. O'Neill. She was the interim. They gave interim tag. Typically, yeah. do that though. Typically, whenever you get promoted from a, a vice principal to a principal, you're considered an interim for X amount of time. It, it just gives a year. Just, yeah. Yep. Usually no. about a year. Yeah. No. Mm -hmm. That's pretty standard, actually. 
to, to be considered an interim uh-huh. principal for the year. That's your chance to prove that you can lead the ship and you can do what needs to be done and handle the man, the day-to-day management of a building. Okay. Okay. And then after you prove yourself, they'll give you that full title as, as principal. So okay, that, that's about standard. I mean, I worked in a, a district that I would consider very dysfunctional and, and the state considered very dysfunctional for a long time. Um, worked in two of those districts. Um, and that was standard practice there. Maybe there's a common thread there, Dom. Hey man, it's, it, it becomes, is it, is it standard to have five superintendents in under two and a half years? No, that's not standard. That that's even crazier than the places where I worked. Um, so have that much turnover at that point at that position is pretty wild. I will and, say, you know, to, that, to your point at, that you said earlier, you know, um, you could make the, make the argument against, but I, I would have to say that, you know, that lack of solid leadership for such a long period of time, that revolving door at the top, um, you know, ha- has to have a, a a negative impact on the district, I think. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I know where I was, it did. Um, you know, morale wasn't necessarily high where, you know, in, in the district where I was anyway, um, you, you know, when though you constantly had a constant change of person at the top, this is the person who's giving you vision. This is the person that's, you know, saying, Hey, here's what we're doing for your evaluation. Here's what we're doing for your, um, here's how we're, who's negotiating your salary, who's negotiating your benefits, who's, you know, you're doing all this negotiation, you know, your unions negotiating with, um, doing the budget for your school, all this stuff, like, and that just keeps changing. You're just like, all right, well, what's next? What's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? And, you know, it, it, it like I said, it, it gets more, it becomes more about the adults and what they're, and that permeates into the into the community. That permeates into the into the families of the kids in the in the district. Well, it, it permeates into the faculty, and it permeates yeah into the school because you know the kids sure. know kids. I mean, I got and kids. Families. The families are yeah. are dialed in. That 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 kind of unrest within the building, you know, permeates into the into the community. You know, I I understand like. You know, the superintendent search they did where they found Friedman or Feldman or just Friedman, call him Matthew Friedman. Friedman, the 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 fleecer. You know, dude, he was making 190K. In his last three months, he put in fifty thousand dollars worth of professional development to the board for approval. So in one year, the guy's walking away with close to a quarter of a million dollars. Gets a new job making two ten in his new district, like, and I don't blame him because the pencil the Pennsylvania teachers pension system is way better than the New Jersey teacher pension pension system, unbelievably better. Um, you know, if you, Chris Christie really destroyed the New Jersey teacher pension fund, um, you know, and every governor before him, but he he kind of broke it completely, but. Pennsylvania, man, that that system over there, 
you, if you can survive 30 years in the classroom in PA, you are set for life for sure. So I don't blame him for going back to PA. What I do blame him for is, is coming here and, and creating this turmoil within our district and, and why the district, I, I mean, listen, there are probably at least three people within the, the school district that have that superintendent certification that you could look at that know ocean city that have probably been in the in district for quite some time that you could have interviewed but you don't find them as a viable candidate again because you don't want to replace that role so i i don't know who they are but i'm i'm sure there's probably at least there's at least one or two people that have it. I, I know that I know of one. I don't recall the name, and I don't know that person personally. Yeah. But there is a person that has has the name has been, um, you know, thrown out there even before uh, Doctor Friedman was hired. Yeah, I mean, so there's there. I, I to your point, I you're right. There are qualified people within the district are they the the right person i have no idea but no the the thing and, is and like, zero applicants zero candidates right now zero or as of that are acceptable 20th. that are acceptable zero viable cat and this came directly from a statement from the school board that there are zero viable candidates for the superintendent position as of october 20th you know i'm interested to see what the criteria are and that may have changed in the past month because it's been, you know, well, been over I month, hope so because five weeks, you know, when this airs, it'll be the last day of November, possibly even the first day of December. So you got 20 days left to replace this individual. You know, if you're going to pick another interim, are you just going to pick another person off this interim superintendent list and continue to pay them $700 a day? And I'll tell you what, man, that is, that is the gig of gigs, the interim mm -hmm superintendent or the interim school administrator because you can still collect your pension so you know the way the new jersey pension system works is you get 60 percent of the for teachers is 60 percent of the average of your last three years salary so if you're making let's just say a hundred thousand dollars a year you're getting 60 per sixty thousand dollars right there off the cuff now, New Jersey taxes at 40%, which is ridiculous. Um, but then on top of that, you're getting $700 a day. You're making more money doing this interim gig than you are from your pension and, and in more than you were when you were getting, when you were superintendent, because right. you're not paying into the pension fund. You're not paying into the benefits fund. You're not paying into the unions and all the other stuff like that comes out of your check when you're in that system. So it, 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 there's pays to go back and take these interim gigs for six months and and do a little bit of extra work because you can stack it and you know what's this current guy doing he says i'm going to go travel with my family dude can probably travel all around the world with the money right. he made in the past right, right, three right. months right you know so 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 to kind of tie everything together uh, i think um my feeling is we have uh three new uh Board of Education members uh, voted in on, in the, on November 6th or 7th. No, they don't take office, though, till till January 1st, right? right? They, they take office in January. Um, I'm, I'm happy that, that we have three new members, and 
I, I, I wish them along with the entire school board, the best in making uh, a good decision uh, on, on the superintendent position uh, for the long term of, of our district. So I, I, I wish all of them the best. They're all volunteers. Um, they, they put in probably 100% raises. They had no 100% raises. They Not put in probably board. more time than you and I know. So uh, good luck to the new and and good luck to the uh, current uh, board of ed and and let's let's get this thing right. And getting back to the PTA, um, you know, going to board of ed meetings, going to city council meeting, and going on social media and criticizing um, volunteers. Um, not the best approach. So I would, I would encourage everyone to take a deep breath, think about how you handle things. I think, um, working with people, talking to people, improving communication, um, uh, is always the best way to go. And, uh, I think we need to give our PTA, um, not only a little bit of a break with this stuff, but uh, how about a shout out? You know, how about thank you, PTA, Ocean City PTA, for your for your time, for your effort, for your caring for these kids, for all the the great things that you do. I mean, they just had that uh, that um, uh, dodgeball contest, or uh, right, dodgeball at the intermediate school. That's an awesome event, right? That's a great event. Kids love it. Yes, unfortunately, um, it was interrupted by an electrical fire or some sort of. Uh, oh, I heard about that. That's right. Yeah, it was quite well, a. Be quite that a... as it may, the, the PTA does does a lot of really great things, and we should be grateful for them. And, and I know I don't have a kid in the school anymore, but he went through the Ocean City School District, and I would like to thank the PTA for all the uh, all the great stuff they they did for my kid going through and all the all the kids that are there now. Right. Yeah. I think, you know, it, Ocean City public schools are, have always been and had the reputation of being second to none. Um, you know, where do your kids go? Like, you know, before I had kids, it's like, Oh, you're going to Ocean City. All oh, the schools are so great. The schools are so great. Everything's so great. So great. So great. So great. So great. We need that leadership to get us back to that statement. Because right now, it, it's looking a little bit uh, disheveled, and that's not the way things have been here, um, and it's not the reputation that uh, we want to portray, and it and it's yeah. not what we find to be acceptable. I think either, you yeah. Know, there's there's a reason we a lot of families settle in this community. Um, one being that it's safe, one being that it's family oriented, and you know, one of the big ones is, Hey man, the school systems are great. And the schools here are great. And are they perfect? No, but find me one that is sure. You know, sure. so give some people some grace. And like you said, Drew, improve your communications. Last thing you want to do is, is, is put this stuff on blast so that the whole world can see. Yep. You know, yep. and it's not what, what we're going for. I mean, yeah. 
Let's all let, let and we can all you know we can all do better, Dom. Right? We can all yeah, hundred percent, man. Hundred percent. So show uh, better maturity. Not you, Faze. You're 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 pretty grace. close to perfect. You're 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 getting there. You're you're. This aging. is being this is being recorded, right? I have this. I can, aging I can show this to my. I can show this to my uh, my wife. You can show this to your wife. You so know, let, let's wrap up by saying that uh, speaking of community, uh, this is a great community, and we have the uh, 2023 Christmas parade this coming Friday on Asbury yes. Avenue. Yes, and talk about a an awesome you know kind of small town Americana Hallmark event. Uh, the Christmas parade is at six o'clock Friday night. There was actually a Hallmark Christmas movie filmed in Ocean City. Yes, there was. I mean, come on, how much more Hallmark do you get than Hallmark Christmas movie yeah. filmed in Ocean City? And if you haven't, take a drive down Ninth Street and down Asbury Avenue in the. Just don't be in the right hand lane at night, but don't be in the right hand. Don't lane be in the right hand lane. Um, it or, the avenue looks awesome. City Hall looks awesome. It gives you a really good feel. It's decorated for the holidays, and uh, I look, I look, I'm looking forward to the Christmas parade. I, I, I enjoy it. Everybody goes to the Christmas parade. The entire town shows up for the Christmas parade, and like five other towns show up too. Yeah, you're right. It, there's no shortage of people here. So, to Christmas all parade. of our millions of listeners, see you at the Christmas parade on Friday. Friday night. Oh, it will. It's it's looking. Uh, I'm checking the local weather forecast uh, 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 don't here. Be, don't be googling on me now, Dom. I'm not googling. I'm surfing an app. I'm in an app. I am not on Google. Okay. My trusty my trusty weather underground app. I I'm, I might have to update your ban. It's telling me. It's telling me that the Christmas parade might be. Uh, it's not going to be. It might be a little wet this year. Uh, let's fingers crossed. It's not. Um, we've been through, we've been through worse. You can get wet being a Christmas break. It's all, all good. Still worth it. speaking of speaking of Christmas before we go, I had to have the, the Santa talk with Ben. It, it was a oh, heartbreaker. Did you? Yeah, it was a heartbreaker. Oh, uh, did you really? He asked, man, he asked and he, he's like, tell me now. Tell me the truth right now. I can see me. his face. Tell me. And I said, all right, wait for your mom. And he's like, I know. Oh, my God. If you got to wait for mom, then I know. But, you know, he's getting to that age. He's sure. You know, and, and his sister, we, we didn't want to blow it for her. And we didn't want him to say anything sure. or ask yeah, him. And start, don't, don't tell Lucy yet. Start pushing the button. And I will give him to his credit. He has been super awesome about it. As and super cool about it. Um, you know, around her. So hats off to him for that. Good. Um my man. But uh yeah, I mean it was a tough one. It was a hard one. You know, it happens to all of us, right? Not really. Some people I know just avoided it. <laughs> Did you have the conversation eventually at some point? Yes, I, I actually. So it was one of my son's friends told him, uh, which is probably what happened with with Ben. 
and he came. No, it's all commercial on TV. Uh, well, he came home upset that I'm not going to name the child's name, but this 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 kid told him that you know that where a, was AW his initials? No, no, no. <laughs> AW would never. <laughs> a, <laughs> Um, and I, no. I'm, I'm pretty sure that my son knew, knew this information before AW. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, it was a tough one, dude. It was, yeah, that is, it tough. was, it was a tough, tough conversation. Yeah. So, but all right, you know. well, let's wrap it up there, Dom. Yeah, man. Um, we, uh, we appreciate you listening everybody and, uh, hopefully we'll see you all at the parade. Uh, this weekend and uh i was i was about to say there we go live from the christmas parade drew dare we try and go live from the christmas parade take it to the next level here no we do not <laughs> no we do not no we do not oh man come on drew live on the edge a little bit live on the edge so but anyway um thanks everyone for listening uh as always we appreciate your support this has been the OCNJ Local, your podcast for everything happening here at America's Greatest Family Resort. We're your hosts, Dominic Doherty and Drew Fazy, and we are your local guys. Peace out, everybody. Till next time. You took my line, man. Well, I said Dominic Doherty, and I guess I forgot to say Drew Fazy. I didn't really get the end there. We are your local guys. So much better coming from you, Drew. So much better coming from you. Never again. Never again. Just like Google. It's done. Peace. Peace out, everybody.